latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my badass bitch, my sidekick, Master John, Lord Fowler, Johnny Hotcakes. Chronically late. Chronic masturbator. Yeah. I was was playing with myself too much and I couldn't get here on time. It's true. He's a liar. He was playing with a sexy sub and he couldn't break away. So... I couldn't stop. (laughs) uh, So today on our show, we we have two very important guests. They are Reiki masters. They are into, oh, you're correcting me, Blaze. You're shaking your head. I'm not a Reiki master. Alexandra is. Oh, okay. I, yes, I was going to clarify. Forgive me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, basically, you're, you're going to talk to us about Reiki and rope and um, suspension and Kinbaku, I'm assuming. Kimbaku Cardinale, uh, we just recently opened up a dojo uh, here on the west side of Jacksonville. And we've really have tried to incorporate both our loves together, both of my Kimbaku and also Alexandra's and Reiki and energy play. Okay, energy play is something I'm really into and interested in. But for our mm-hmm. listeners, tell us what Kimbaku is. Tell us what Reiki is and how you combine those. Kimbaku is um, the art of tight, uh, tying tightly or binding tightly. Uh, I'm pretty much focused on the Japanese style of rope. Um, Kimbaku Cardinale was started with that focus. We kind of try to use the uh, traditional Japanese patterns. So we use a lot of takarikotes uh, or gotes as they call them, uh, futamomos, strapados, and we try to make the rope very challenging uh, as part of the whole um, tire scene, whatever you want to call it. So but it's really that kind of focusing. And then we, there's a branch that we also do called Semanawa, which really means, uh, which is translated loosely into beautiful suffering. And it is a a challenging uh, way to tie. Okay. So Kimbaku is a newer term for a lot of people in the the community. Um, Tell us how it is different from Shibari. It's pretty interchangeable. Um, Shibari is more of a, from what I understand, uh, I am not an expert. I've never been to Japan. That's my disclaimer. It's uh, Shibari team seems to be a very American, very Western name, but in Japan, they call it Kimbaku. Same thing. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Alexandria, tell us about Reiki because you're the Reiki master, right? Yeah. So I became a student of Blaze's back in 2020. um, And I was uh, practicing Reiki back then. Um, I have a background in education and a background in mental health. So um, 
you know, I use a lot of um, techniques to help, you know, some of the kids that I work with self-regulate. So, you know, I know a lot about energy. I became a practicing Buddhist um, about 13 years ago. And one of the things that led me to Kimbaku and to Rope was my love for the history um, and also in Buddhism Actually, um, Kimbaku has its roots in, um, you know, in, Jap- in Japan and Shinto warriors, ancient Buddhist warriors actually use these ties. So um, it really kind of w- was woven into my life. And, you know, I be doing Reiki and energy exchange. You know, that's what a lot of BDSM is based on is actually energy exchange. So combining the two just seemed like a natural um, marriage, if you will. And it's been really wonderful. But Reiki, just to clarify, so Reiki is um, basically, it's life force energy. It was actually started in Japan. um, And it's a way, if you look at, look, if you know anything about chakras, you have seven chakras. So it's a way to balance your chakras. It's used for healing. It's used for PTSD. It's used to lower blood pressure. Um, it's used at John Hopkins University, Mayo. Um, it's a holistic modality that is very, very soothing. And you can, you know, really do a lot of energy manipulation with it. So it's been very interesting combining the two modalities, the rope, because, you know, a lot of people, they get into BDSM and they get into, um, you know, different rope practices or whatnot, because it does become a spiritual experience when you go into subspace or, you know, dom space or whatnot. It's, you know, can be likened to, you know, some of the charismatics or, you know, some of, you know, different spiritual practices. So it's, it's a way to kind of like reach a higher level, um, with that practice to get the most you can out of it and to make that experience what you want it to be in every way. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> One of our friends has recently picked up uh, Reiki and has actually been studying it and experiencing it. And she really swears by it. So it it's transformative. It really is. It's awesome. I can imagine. <laughs> so the seven chakras, where exactly are they located? So you have your crown chakra, which is on the very top of your head. Um, and I'll tell you what it does. That's your connection with above divinity. If you're an atheist, it could be nature. It could be the magnetic force. It could be, you know, electromagnetic energy, whatever you want it to be. Um, in the middle of your forehead, you have your third eye. So your third eye chakra. And that is, are you seeing things, people, places, and things for what they really are? Um, Next, we come down to our throat. We have our throat chakra and our throat chakra is, are we speaking our truth? Are we saying what's really on our minds? Are we, um, or just, are we telling people what they want to hear? So, you know, we always want our throat chakra open. Um, We come down further and we have our heart chakra and our heart chakra is not only can we receive love, but can we give love? So, you know, and some people can give love, but they don't really feel worthy and can't receive it. And there's people that can receive it. 
but, um, you know, giving it is, you know, somewhat hard for them. Um, we go down and the next is where your belly button is and that's your solar plexus. So that's your gut. So that's, are you trusting your gut? Um, and also, do you believe in yourself that your self-confidence, your belief in yourself and your belief in your gut feeling, which is is very important. Next, we get down to the sacral. So in BDSM, of course, that's super important. So sacral is our sexuality, um, but it's also our passion for life. And oftentimes, I'll just say a little side note. Um, there's a lot of people that have closed sacrals. And if your sacral is closed, you can have sex, but you can't be intimate. So you want your sacral open if you want true intimacy, you know, like that deep sexual experience, not just um, a real energy exchange. I'll say that much. Um, and then we go down and on our perineum is um, our root chakra and our root chakra is, are we grounded and are also, are we connected with nature? Like, are we going outside? Are we, you know, connected with the earth um, and, you know, make sure like we're grounded, we're being logical, whatnot. So those are the seven chakras. Um, and there's different ways, there's different ties that we can do on those. You know, I can scan someone and see if their chakras are out of balance and whichever one's out of balance, we can work on those. We can do ties on those. Um, or we can just do like different energy plays and energy exchanges. Um, me and um, one of the girls recently, we have this new kink and it's playing singing bowls on butts. <laughs> so we'll take the singing bowl and play it on our butts. But it's actually like you can feel the vibrations, the sound literally going through your body. And it's a really amazing experience. So there's a lot you can do with um, Reiki and BDSM and rope. So, you know, thankfully Blaze, you know, this was his vision to have the dojo. Um, and I'm kind of like along for the ride. So, you know, this is his vision and his legacy. And it's been so great for the community. I can't even tell you. So when you think of a dojo, I'm thinking of martial arts and things like that. Do you, do you see Kumbaku and Reiki as a martial arts or do you see it? Explain that to us. Why, why, are you, why is it a dojo? Well, more dojo is a school. Okay. Really. And uh, we try to have the combination of the energy because one of the biggest comments we get back from people is how good the energy is inside the dojo. It's a very it's a very calm place. It's a place where you can feel intimate because it's not a very big space. It's only about a thousand square feet, um, and uh, it's just a very peaceful, very easy way to connect and be intimate with somebody through rope. And and to, for me to answer your question about why dojo. For me, it's a practice. So rope is a practice. Reiki is a practice. Um, you know, spiritualism, they're all practices, um, you know, Buddhism, whatever. But to me, they're practices. So it's a place that we can have for the community to come and practice their art. Okay, so this is a community open to the public facility. Yep. So uh, you're, yep. not, you're not doing BDSM per se in the dojo with your customers that come in what what is, if i was a customer and i came in what what would i expect so the 
the classes are we have classes that are scheduled so people sign up for classes and they come to the classes during the day it's not open it's by appointment only so it's not like you just walk on in so we're event but it is public yes it's event-based we're we're open to uh to everyone we're not a dungeon we're a space where people can come do exploratoriums where they can learn. Uh, we recently had a, uh, on Friday night, we had a, um, the Jack Spanko group uh, sponsored a thing called Raising Cane. And we went through the whole process of caning. So we try to do when we're doing rope, we're the Kimbaku do, uh, Dojo. When we're doing other BDSM education, exploratoriums and things of that, we're the parlor. Okay. It's interesting. So I'm always curious about the Reiki concept of everything. So is it like a meditation over someone? How exactly? Does so, it can I answer so that what, for a second? Can I answer ahead. that? So I never had Reiki done unto me until I met Alexandra. And I will tell you, after a Reiki session, I feel so centered and so balanced. You know, and that's what I feel, you know, when I, I, I tell you, I, I get up off that table feeling great. Go ahead, Alexandra. Thank you. So what it is, so anyone that's a Reiki practitioner, I look at myself as like a conduit. So I'm like a, a cord for a lamp, if you will. And whatever it is that's out here in the universe, you know, it could be a deity. It could be, you know, God, goddess you know, whatever you worship, it could be, like I said, I don't know if it's like, you know, electromagnetic, electromagnetic energy that's in the air. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what that modality is, but I know whatever it is, um, through my training, I'm able to basically channel that energy and it kind of like goes through me and I can literally feel it going through me. Like my body tingles, um, but I can feel it going through me and there's different hand positions um, that you put over, you know, whoever you're working on and you can touch them, you can hover over them, you know, whichever, you know, it's their choice. Um, but you put the, your hands in these certain positions and what it does is it um, not only centers that, but it helps. Um, I don't know if you've ever read a book called The Body Keeps Score, but we keep trauma in our body. And I find that it helps to release trauma. So you're not only getting a release of, you know, um, you know, and trauma could be mental, emotional, physical, you know, maybe you broke your arm when you were five years old, or, you know, maybe you had a traumatic event, um, you know, an emotional event and the energy got trapped in your body. So it's a very, um, it's a very relaxing and soothing way to release that energy in your body and also align. I kind of, I would liken it to a massage for your soul. I like that. That's very interesting. So you have a big following that people come and um, they come to your dojo and basically it's a place of meditation and they do obviously the Kimbaku rope and ties. Yep. Um, it's an exciting place. Um, we just did our grand opening because when you said meditation, the first thing I thought about is 
Well, we just had a grand opening that was absolutely wild. We did the, would you pronounce that for me, Alexandra? I always get it wrong. Um, it's a Naya Tamari. Thank you. Naya and we had a, a charcuterie board. So we had two um, mostly naked women on the tables with sushi on one and meats on the other. And it was uh, full of really joyous energy the other night. It was just a real celebration. And it was fun. Two naked women on a table, Blaze. I'm sure it was a oh, lot yeah. of sexual well, no, no, they were platters. They were platters. <laughs> we were just eating off of them. That's all. Okay. <laughs> a bottom dream, before. right? You've done that yeah. before. Yeah, we've done that before. Love it. I had such a great time with that. Believe it's me. It's so much fun. We we did that at one of our last parties, actually. And people come in and they're like, oh, human food tray. Hey. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing ever. I'm like, why isn't everybody doing this? And why haven't I done this sooner? Like, it was the best ever. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah. lot of fun and a great way to open the place up. You know, that's awesome. So, Yes, it, it's been really good. And it allows us to to do all kinds of different rope with all kinds of different people. You know, we try to be uh, accessible for everyone. We don't have any membership. We don't have any of that. It's you pay as you come in. You know, you're not really there doing any real serious BDSM. You're more learning. We're an educational center. And that's what we really focus on. That's great. So, where, where are you all located? We're on uh, 2423 Lakeshore Boulevard, Jacksonville, Florida. Awesome. Okay, so if I came in and I wanted to learn rope, you would teach me how to do some ties. I want to learn Reiki. You're going to because Reiki, I know, and rope too is an involved process. It takes time. You, you can't just learn it in one class and say, okay, I know how to do this. So, so what kind as, of classes are you teaching? So as far as Reiki and rope, um, that would be like a session that you could book with us. So that would have to be like more of a one-on-one -on -one session. Um, we do do, like I do some classes under the um, name of the parlor. Like I just recently did a mindful breathing class. Um, I'll do full moon circles, um, you know, things of that nature that have to do more with spirituality. We've had also educational classes, um, you know, how to tap into your dominant side. Um, there's been so many. I'm trying to think of all of them. Electroplay educational classes. Um, Jack Spanko has used the space to, like we did um, pumpkin butts, like spooky butts for Halloween. But as far as the rope goes, so there's two options. We have we have classes that are scheduled. So every, um, Blaze can correct me on this. I think like every um, maybe quarter he'll do a beginning your rope journey um, and he'll have different rope classes you can come in but he also does one-on-one -on -one lessons as well so you can do one-on-one -on -one lessons with him um, I'm actually going to start a Reiki class um, after the first of the year where I'm going to have my first batch of students where I'm going at the dojo that I'm going to train um that want to, you know, become Reiki practitioners themselves. So that'll be interesting. But I'll let Blaze answer the rest about the rope classes. So for the for rope, when I was learning, it was very eclectic. You, you could get a little knowledge here. You get a little knowledge there. Uh, uh, all kinds of different places. 
So when I wanted to teach uh, in my career, I had been a, uh, a software developer, systems designer, re-engineering person, and I put together uh, a pretty comprehensive uh, series of classes um, from beginning all the way to, to pretty much intermediate uh, classes that people, if they take them in sequence, can really go from not knowing anything to becoming very competent in all the different types of rope, whether it's uh, ground rope, uh, suspensions, torture rope, whatever. So I try to put a real systematic approach to it. And, and I wanted to add, we also have other guest instructors that come in. So Jack's Rope Bite um, comes every other Wednesday night and Low, um, Low For Real, he will come in and he'll do classes. Um, Nutmeg, she's done classes before, you know, like heart, like pretty ties and things like that, that, you know, isn't Blaze's style, but, you know, people still want to learn. We have Nikki B. She does pretty rope. Um, Katie, she'll come in and she'll teach some like rope basics, but in a different style. So it's not just um, the space is available for everyone. We want yeah. to have a space where if there's someone in the community that wants to give a class or is an instructor and they want to share their knowledge, then the space is available. We'll work, we'll work with you. We'll book the class. We'll help promote it. Um, all that because, you know, we want to have a safe and healthy community out there. Um, like we have a class on Tuesday night, but it's called You're Getting on My Nerves. And it goes over, you know, where all the major nerves are, the compression points, how long that can be compressed for. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to get into BDSM or I'm going to get into rope. And, you know, they tie somebody up too long or tie them up the wrong way. And that person's got permanent nerve damage or, you know, can't fill their arm for like a week. And, you know, that's not okay. So that's why we are really trying to um, be a safe space in the community where people can use the facility to um, educate themselves and have safe play. Right. And there's more than one style of rope. My style of rope isn't everybody's style of rope. And we try to foster that community. You mentioned earlier about having different types of classes and different types of BDSM activities. You you, you mentioned lecture play, which is something that I'm really big into. Um, what about, I know when I do fire play, that's almost a spiritual experience for me. Like you were talking about rope and Reiki. The fire really brings out that intimate connection with the spirit while we play because it's it does take you to another level how do you incorporate the reiki into your bdsm play is it about the chakras what what is it about it that brings it into bdsm so for instance we um had a torture rope class a few months ago um and i did a tie on someone's leg and put bottle caps in them <laughs> And then when I was done, I, I healed them and gave them some energy. And um, actually, me and that person became super bonded. Um, so, you know, you got to be careful with who you play with, with the energy play. I will be honest with about that. But, um, you know, we don't always weave that into everything. So like the electro play, we have an amazing instructor, um, Braddy Bree 580. She will come in and give those classes. And she is a part of the dojo and she's been a student um, 
of blazes for as long as I have. And then she's in another group called Kinky Black Jack. So, you know, she'll come in and do um, demos or whatnot. So like I said, we're trying to have as many as possible. But um, yeah, it, it's all really, it's all energy exchange. For me, Reiki is just a way that I have like a... Um, uh, a hotline to tap in to energy that's literally everywhere around us and kind of like, you know, use it through touch on people's bodies. But I can also like infuse candles with Reiki. I, I infuse my ropes with Reiki. So there's different things you can do as far as the energy and the energy play goes with rope. And for me, like I said, it, it is a very spiritual practice because when I'm doing it, I think of like the Shinto, the Buddhist Shinto warriors that were using these exact ties you know, to bind and capture their enemies. That's great. So what would you tell someone just getting into Reiki and Kimbaku and how, how actually to get started? Come to a class. We'll help you go. But actually I asked people a couple of questions. First I asked them, do you know what your love languages are? You know, my love languages are touch and quality time. So the things that I'm really big on, like rope uh, and impact, they speak to my languages. So I know why I'm doing them. That It really sends the kind of love. And then I ask people, well, what's your goals in rope? What do you want to do with this? You know what I mean? Where to, what's your end game? You know what I mean? In the sense that, what do you want to accomplish with this? You know, some people just want to be cool. Some people want to be intimate. You know, for me, I think rope is very intimate without being necessarily sexual. You know, mm-hmm. some people very say, true. some people say it's intimate and it has to be sexual. It all depends on the individual person. You know what I mean? So it's trying to understand what they're looking for and where they want to go with it and what they want to use it for. Some people can answer me immediately and other people, they take their time and they think about it. You know what I mean? Because I try to make rope a very cerebral thing because it's something that you should really understand the whys and the hows. That's understandable. Very much so. So yeah, what is the goal for the dose? I am bitches up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. what is what is your goal with the dojo and the classes and everything? What is what's the what, what's your end goal? My my goal is to provide an educational center. I should say our goal. I don't want to speak for Alexandra per se, but our goal is really to provide a safe educational space for people in our community. And for me uh, personally uh, with rope, it's really to help people understand how intimate and how connective rope can really be and how much fun it is and really what you can do with it and how you can weave it into almost everything that you do in BDSM. You know, a lot of people uh, when they get tied up, it's a, a whole different experience for them. And I like watching people who or I like uh, tying people who are really interested. I just did somebody's first time did neck rope 
And their whole experience changed because of that neck rope. It was like she kind of melted into a puddle, you know. So it's that exploration of yourself and finding really is what you can connect with another person doing. So. And go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to say, so I wanted to talk about my goal. So my goal for the dojo and the parlor is to provide safe space where people can come and learn rope and in a safe way. Um, as far as the parlor goes to provide places that the community can come and not just BDSM, but sex education. Um, you know, we have trans groups that we do um, in January. We have someone in the community that's a licensed therapist that's going to be holding um, a support group there for people that have had consent violations. So for me, it's about having a safe space for everybody in the community as a whole. Um, it's also about educating yourself, um, learning and exploring your sexuality. And honestly, a lot of it, so... I started as Blaze a student in 2020 and I have a lot of um, love and respect for him. And I know that he got started with rope as part of his, as part of his leather journey. And to me, the dojo is his legacy and it's something that he's really put his heart and his life into giving the community. And I want to um, support that vision and be part of that vision and make sure that who he is and just how amazing he is as a person, um, that legacy is passed on to a lot of people. That's great. Yeah. That's great. It's amazing. Thank you both so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And if you're ever in the panhandle, look us up. We'd be happy. Yes. You know, uh, can we put really. a plug in? Can we put a plug in? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We're doing the Festival of Rope again, um, January uh, 27th, 28th and 29th. Um, It is uh, a gathering of a regional thing for Florida. Um, We had people from uh, Melbourne, uh, Orlando. We didn't get any panhandlers yet, but I'm hoping we do. Come out for the weekend weekend and do some rope with us. We're not a big con. Um, but we're a, a, a fun con, a very intimate con. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank That's you. Both. Yeah, if we make it out that way, we'll definitely come see you. Oh, please, we'd love to have you. Great. Be great. Thank Take you. Care. So much. Thank you. <laughs> I'll let John do our closing. All right. Thank, Thank you, you again. again. And until next time, make all your rope tying, Reiki healing fantasies become realities. Thank you.